and it gets it all over itself, but it gets it in there too to feed the body. Well, in a way, that's what's happening when we first start meditating. God sees the little child that is us, our soul, and comes and just gives us little tidbits of food, that spiritual food. And all of a sudden, we finally do taste it one day. We get a spiritual experience of that feeding. We feel it. We feel it filling us or moving in us or around us. We see it as the light coming in and being present with us. We hear the sound as it begins to resonate in us and through us. That's the food that is beginning to nurture the spirit, our soul. So, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us or debtors or however you might have been taught it. Forgiveness. And in that statement of forgiveness is acceptance. And in that statement of acceptance is the loving. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You're accepting who's ever, in a sense, hurt you, harmed you, turned against you, said things against you, pushed you away. You're accepting them and you're forgiving them and you're loving them for who they are. You don't have to like them. You don't have to take them into your life again and have them as a friend. But you're accepting them, you're loving them, and you're forgiving them. And you're saying to God, and as I do this, I ask you to do this for me. All those debts that I can't even see, that I have created for myself, all those trespasses, I ask you, then the same action of loving and acceptance and forgiveness I do with others, I ask you to do it with me. Help me, Lord. Remove any and all the barriers that stand between me and you right now so that truly, truly, truly I am free to walk this pathway home every moment, every day. That there's not a moment, not a breath, not a second, not anything where you are not first in my life, where you are not always in my awareness. That you always are the one I see and you always live in me and fulfill through me thy will and you feed me to overflowing and you wake me up in the divine that I am and lead us not me lead us not us into temptation but deliver us from evil boy that's a good one we ask God about lead us not into temptation I don't think God leads us into temptation I think we're the ones that lead ourselves in temptation. I've never seen anybody walk by a chocolate store and God standing out there going, well, come on in, let's have some chocolate. (laughs) I have never seen God do that yet. But I have seen things other than a godly action tempting us in. Whether it's something outside of ourselves 
or something within ourselves. So in truth, we're asking God to assist us in strengthening ourselves so that we understand that action that is temptation. We understand how to stand strong in that energy of temptation and the strength that we stand in is loving. If we stand in the loving of the Lord, the temptation will not be so strong. It will not be strong enough to tempt us into the worlds of polarity. What is temptation? And what are we being tempted into? We're being drawn into a polarity, a positive or a negative, and it is taking us away from our neutrality, from our neutral centered path that is leading us to God. And it is taking us back out into the world of polarity and back out into the world of all that is of this physical creation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, in my mind, I've always said it a little differently. And deliver us from the evil one or the one who takes me away from living. Evil, E-V-I-L, is the reverse of L-I-V-E, live. So it's just a reflection. It's just a reflection. So I ask that God take me away from the one who created the realms of this reflection, Call Naringen, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him. Deliver me from the evil one and bring me home. Bring me home. Assist me home. Wake me up and let me be home. So when you meditate, you're living the Lord's Prayer. It's interesting. The apostle said to Jesus, Lord, how do we pray? Teach us to pray. Well, in truth, prayer in the mystical path of sound and light means to meditate. It doesn't mean to sit and kneel on your, on your knees and beg God for something and pray for things and pray to God. It's called meditate. And so Jesus laid out a formula and a teaching and an understanding about what meditation is. They were really saying, Master, teach us how to truly meditate. Explain to us meditation that we might understand it better, that we might be able to do it in the fullness as we have been taught it by you. And Jesus gave them that prayer. Now, Jesus was a living parable, as all spiritual teachers are in one level or another. They truly are a living parable, except direct to their disciples do they give the direct truth. But otherwise, they are an enigma and a parable. And so Jesus gave to them, in a parable form, a teaching of meditation. But then he also gave to them the direct teaching about what it was he just taught them in this, quote, prayer. And in truth, it was a direct teaching to the disciples of his day 
of his of how to meditate and why do we meditate and what do we focus on and what is the outcome. We're delivered from the evil one. We're delivered from the realms of the evil one. We are out of the realms of reflection and we are back home in the realm of spirit. So, become a living prayer. Pray unceasingly. Let the name of God reverberate in your consciousness morning, noon, and night, not just in your meditation. Morning, noon, and night. When you're asleep and you're in the dream state and you're moving through things, let the name of God be somewhere in your consciousness, in your focus, in your awareness, so that that frequency of loving is laying a path through the dreams. And whatever you confront, whatever is there present for you, you just move through with grace and ease. And the karmas, whatever's present, are just dissolved and resolved and gone. And the path in the dream state is filled with joy and loving and smoothness. And in your daily life, let the name of God reverberate in your beingness, in your consciousness. Rather than sit there and gossip about someone, go off and let the name of God live in you. When you're bored and there's nothing to do, don't start doing the crossword puzzle. Close your eyes for a few minutes and just chant the name of God. What's more important? What's more important? That you fulfill something in this world or that you get home to God, that you wake up and know that you are divine. When I was a child, I was confronted with that all the time. I had friends ever asking me why I wasn't playing baseball, why I wasn't going and practicing football with them, why I wouldn't play basketball, or whatever they were going to do. Go hiking, go camping. I wanted to go home after school and do what I called my prayers, my sitting down and talking with God and loving God and then receiving the food, the nurturing, the wisdom, the insight, the teachings that came present in my meditation at that time, which I called prayer. I made that first and foremost in my life. I did it every day. I did it all the time. When I started my first job, yes, I worked, I did my job well, I gave it all the attention I needed to, and when I had a free moment, I was ever writing out to God my love. Not, oh, please give me. I was just sitting there on these notepads writing out my letter of love to God over and over, every day, whenever I could. or writing out whatever awarenesses were coming to me at that time. I ever put God first in everything I do, everything I did. The more you do that, the more God will be real to you. The more God can live in you, with you, through you, around you, everywhere. Everywhere. But it's Daily doing it, daily meditating, daily living God first. Have no other gods before you, no other gods. 
That's not easy down here. There's a lot of gods begging for attention, begging to be worshipped. Some of them have physical bodies. And some of them have four wheels on them. And some of them have doors that if you're not careful will hit you in the butt as you go through them. Because that's just what they do. Don't let anything in this creation become a god to you. Let things of this creation be of use to you. Utilize this creation to your benefit. But use it in such a way that it serves you towards God. And do not get attached to those things that come your way. Do not get attached to people. Do not get attached to things, cars, houses, animals. Don't get attached to ideas. I'm going to be the greatest writer. I'm going to write this book. It's going to be the bestseller. It's going to be the best movie. I've got to do this. I don't care what. I'm going to do this first. Don't become attached to your ego. Become attached to God. Let God be first in everything you do, in everything you say. And in everything you achieve, where you're successful, or where you fail, and you feel feel down in the moment, give it all to God. Say, Lord, this is yours. This is my joy, and this is my happiness, and this is my success, and Lord... Boy, this is my failure. Boy, this is my getting fired. This is, this is yours too. This is all yours, Lord. I give it all to you. And it's amazing. When you give to God everything, everything, God gives back to you in such abundance. I've said this over and over again. When I was a child, I learned how to have joy in my life and to have it abundantly. And we hear that statement of having joy abundantly. And it's simple as this. In any given moment where you find joy in your life, give it right up to God. Say, Lord, this is your joy. God says, oh, well, thank you. Well, here's some more joy for you. Well, this is your joy too, Lord. Well, thank you. Here's some more joy. Well, here's some more joy for you, Lord. And after a while, you find that God gives abundantly. You give a dollar and God gives ten dollars. You give a hundred dollars and God gives you a thousand. I'm just using that as an example. It's not about money, folks, okay? <laughs> so don't give money to God because God doesn't want your money. He doesn't have any use for it. <laughs> but when you give just the littlest bit of joy to God, God gives you so much more joy in return. You give that joy to God and God gives you even more joy. That's the key. That's the key. Give everything to God. What I found when I was a child as I did that, all of a sudden, it was like I had all these balloons filled with helium just floating around me. Just floating around me and they were all joy. They were all joy that God had given me. 
And I'd be giving it up to God and God would just give me all these other balloons of joy. And it would just be a huge amount sometimes of these balloons of joy. And no matter how much I gave, there was just more there. And sometimes I could actually feel them just kind of hit me in the back of the head, just reminding me, oh, you've got a lot of joy here. You better feel it, experience it, give it up to God so we can give you some more. And that's how it does work. So I'm laying out an awareness for you. I hope you can begin to see it. Meditation is everything. There is nothing else in this creation to do. And yes, I know, you have to feed the body, you have to clothe it, you have to protect it in a house, you have to give it transportation so it can get to places to make the money to have those things and whatever and ever and ever and on and on and on. And yes, I know that. But it's all God first. Put God first in everything. Put God first in purchasing a car. Put God first in your bank account. When you write your deposit and you put it in the, in the, the bank, say, God, this is your money. I give this to you. But don't say it out loud because the teller might go, what? My name's not God. I'm not God. <laughs> but inside, do that and see what happens. See what happens. See what happens when you start giving everything to God. There's a saying in the East among the spiritual masters that if you lay everything at the feet of the master and give it all to the master, then God will join with you in all that you do and you will have fulfillment and you will have abundance, and you will have loving, and you will have joy, because you've laid it all at the feet of the Master. And the Master is the Holy Spirit. So lay everything at the feet of the Master, at the feet of the Holy Spirit, which is the breath of God, which is the first word that came forth from God, Lay it all there at its feet and give it up to God. And thy will be done, Lord. Thy will be done. And believe me, if you do that, God's will will be done. Now, it may not always be, like I said, the way you want it. When I had cancer, when I was 26 years old, my will was spiritual healing, Lord. Come on, I want a spiritual healing. Thy will be done, Lord. I want a spiritual healing. Thy will be done, Lord. I struggled and I fought and I pushed and I demanded a spiritual healing. All the time, Spirit was coming to me, telling me, get to this doctor, even giving me the name of the doctor to go to. Get to this doctor. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm going to have a spiritual healing. Don't you get it? Thy will be done, Lord. Go to, a spiritual, go to this physical, medical oncologist and do what he says. No, no, no. I learned so much in that moment about how I thought I was living the will of God. I was letting the will of God be that in my life. 
But at the same time, I was demanding. I was commanding. I didn't want God's will. And yet, if I had waited and kept pushing against God's will and demanding my way, I wouldn't be here physically today because my body would not have survived the cancer that was growing there. But by going to the oncologist that Spirit was directing me to, thy will be done, I went through the chemotherapy, I went through the radiation, I found another doctor to do nutritional supplements with, and I am here today because I did God's will. It wasn't a lot of fun. It wasn't what I wanted to do, but that's how it works. Be aware sometimes God's will isn't what we want, but God's will will get us through whatever we need to go through to get to that better place in our life. Even if it means letting go of this physical body permanently, if that's God's will, that we move on into what's next, into a closer relationship with the Lord, then that's God's will. And that's fine too. So I hope that in this explanation, you begin to see the simplicity of this pathway even more so. You begin to understand why we talk about meditation all the time. That's all there is. There is nothing else to talk about except God. That we'll talk about too because that's the goal. That's the direction. That's the purpose of this meditation. Now, there's one other thing that I want to share about tonight. I've shared about the spiritual eye center. And I've shared about how, I think I'll remember this this time, it opens up in this kind of a gaze where there's the downward focus into this creation of the physical the forward focus or horizontal focus into the psychic and the upward focus into the realms of soul and spirit. And this is where it all starts here at the spiritual eye center. As we do hold our attention inward and upward and as we do begin to hold our attention truly upward toward God more and more, eventually we actually move our awareness past the area of the spiritual eye center and begin to move into the next part of awareness which has to do with this crown area, with the whole part of our consciousness up here. Have you ever felt in your meditation a belt kind of like around your forehead? Like somebody's just taken... Like, like an Indian band or a belt that's just kind of wrapped around here. This is an area of awakening and awareness that will come about in time in your meditation where this whole area now is the direction you're going. You're going straight up in a very vertical awareness towards God. What's happening there? 
is something very powerful and very significant. And we hear about it all the time, but sometimes we don't understand it. It's about the spiritual marriage. It's about where the two become one. We have the, the sixth chakra, which is the pituitary. We have the seventh chakra, which is the pineal. This is the spiritual eye, often called the third eye, the sixth chakra, the crown chakra, which is the seventh. When we hold our attention here at the spiritual eye and we build the power of the name up, frequency builds inside. And as that frequency builds, even at the physical level, there is a vibration that takes place. A vibration begins to take place at that center. That frequency, that vibration, begins to break things free and begins to open awarenesses on all three angles of the spiritual eye. We become wiser in the physical. We, we understand how to manipulate, how to work, how to do, how not to do in this physical creation. We begin to understand and perceive the psychic much better than we did before because our attention is on God first. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else shall be given unto you. And this all happens as this frequency of the name builds within this center. As that happens something else begins to take place as well. That other center, the crown chakra, the seventh chakra, begins to vibrate as well. Now, it already has a vibration. Every chakra has a vibration, a frequency to it. But it begins to change its frequency. It begins to change to the dynamic of the name. The frequency that you are building here at the Spiritual Life Center and you're waking up into the soul that you are, <laughs> that frequency begins to stimulate and bring in harmony the crown center, that seventh chakra. And all of a sudden, they begin to harmonize. They begin to move together in one frequency, one tone, one sound, one name. And in that moment, where the two become one, we truly begin to wake up into the truth of who we are as divine at this level and on all levels. And our attention now isn't down and out. It isn't down and forward. It isn't even up at an angle towards the Lord through that part of the top portion of the spiritual eye. It is truly all of it. It is Throughout all the spiritualized center, everything is spiritualized and upward toward God directly into the realms of pure spirit, we now begin to see. So, let me get some water. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> this is the one thing I, I get so excited and I get so caught up in the energy I forget to take care of myself. So, if we have the physical realms, we have the astral, we have the causal, the mental, 
the etheric, and the soul, and then the realms of spirit. And that's not exactly how it would lay. I would have to really sit here and kind of design it and draw it. Our attention now isn't all up to soul. We will wake up into soul as we have this inward and upward gaze at the spiritual eye center because that's where the soul resides. But once we wake up to that, once we know ourselves as soul, the soul then says, okay, now I want to go home. I've come out of my physical nature. I've raised all that is of my soul, that divine spark, back into itself, and I'm looking up to the divine. Now I want to go home. And then the attention goes even more vertical, and we begin to truly travel upward into the soul, into the realms of spirit, and on back home to God. So if you at times find that you have that pressure here or you have that tingling or touching sensation at the spiritual eye center, that's fine. Be aware of it, but don't make it important. Just be aware of it and keep holding your attention on God and let whatever that's taking place take place. It is truly a movement of energy and a transformation of consciousness that is taking place, but you're not going to figure it out. You're not going to understand it, and you're not going to be able to control it. So why not just let it happen, and you hold your attention on God, and let God's will be done. That's God's will. God's saying, you're holding your loving on me, I'm going to give you loving back, and my loving is going to wake you up. It's going to remove all the things that stand between me and you, so that truly we are one again, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to reach into those areas, pull those cobwebs apart. I'm going to remove all the veils. I'm going to take that little splinter from your eye. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to wake you up as you hold your attention on me. So those sensations, whatever you might feel, they may not even really truly be physical. They are more energetic. But they may feel physical at times. Just let them be. Don't focus on them. Don't try to figure out, oh, what, is that an ant? What is that? Just let it be and move on past it and let it do what it knows to do. Loving knows what to do. We aren't here to direct loving. We are here to be loving. So let loving do what it knows to do. And as that happens, be aware that your awareness, your attention, your focus is going to be more and more vertical over a period of time. Now, this may take months and years to truly come about. And it may happen overnight. I don't know. It's different for each one of us. The journey of God in us is unique and individual, and it's unpredictable as far as you can't look across the aisle and say, well, they did it in two years, so I'll do it in two years. Well, you never know. You might do it in two days, or you might do it in two lifetimes. It's how God wants to do it with you. Don't try to look outside yourself and do a game of comparison, but look inside and let God do what God's doing and just be joyful in whatever that is. But keep your attention inward and upward, and over time you're going to find yourself being able to hold your attention on God more and more with ease and with loving, and as you do that, your attention will go more and more vertical until finally it is straight up. And that's where you begin the journey into the realms of spirit.
Now, I'm sharing this with you, and maybe some of you will not really be able to relate or understand what I'm talking about right now, but someday you will. You will have that sensation, that awareness of this whole area of your being. Not just the spiritual eye, but the whole area, the spiritual eye and the crown chakra surrounding your head, above the ears, above the top of the head, and straight up. Just a sensation, whatever it might be for you. It may be seeing just pure light going straight up. It may be the ringing bell of the soul calling you up, just ringing loudly all around. It may be a vibration, a frequency of that power of the name just vibrating in you and around you. Just letting you know you are awake, you are alive at a spiritual level. And to hold your awareness here, live here first. Love here first. Be here first and only. So I'm sharing these things with you tonight so that you can walk in your meditation with a little bit more understanding, with a lot more ease when things do happen, where the wonder and the doubt and the fear and the concern can be lifted, and you just allow yourself to continue this journey back home to God. Nothing can hurt you at a soul level. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Take care of your body. Take care of your emotions. Take care of your mind. Because those are the things that you are here to take care of at this level. Nurture them. Love them. Utilize them for the power of good in your life. But ultimately... Realize that loving is the power. And the loving comes in and from your soul. And you wake up by giving that loving back to your soul, back to the divine, back to God that resides in heaven. Our Father which art in heaven, here at the seat of the soul, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth, physical, astral, causal, mental, etheric, as it is in heaven, soul and spirit. Give us this day our daily bread. Feed my soul with your loving. Fill it to overflowing, that it truly is nurtured in loving, lives in loving, awakes and knows itself as loving. Feed me each day the daily bread as I share my loving with you. So share your loving with me in this meditation, in this prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
loving acceptance and forgiveness and lead us not into temptation. Please don't let me see those chocolates on that plate. But deliver us from evil. Just deliver us from the candy store totally. <laughs> Get us out of here, Lord. I want to go home. Deliver me from call. Give me those tools by which I can be free of him. I can be free of this creation. That I can go back home where I reside in soul and journey back home into the fullness of my beingness in you in spirit. Amen. That's a prayer. And that's the prayer you pray every day. Pray that. Live that. Be that. And yes, you'll have physical, emotional, and mental challenges. Yes, as long as you're in a physical body, believe me, they exist. And they will come up. But live that prayer. And they are nothing. They fall away just as quickly as they come up at you. They fall away because they cannot stick. There is nothing frequency-wise in harmony with whatever is thrown at you. And they just fall away. Now, if an egg is thrown at you, most likely it is going to hit you, break, and yes, you'll get some egg on you. But you know how to clean yourself up that way too. And you just do that. Stay focused and loving and it all drops away. So I think that's what I have to say tonight. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Boy, okay. How are you? <laughs> That's all right if I bring it to a close. Do you have something to share? Okay. All right, so we'll just bring that to a close tonight, and we'll see you all next Tuesday.